Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is almost surreal to say that the NBA season is once again back around for us to enjoy. But JC, that is exactly where we find ourselves with just about five weeks to go until the NBA's 2020-21 NBA regular season kicks off into action jc feels like the lakers just won that title i know we've still been celebrating in los angeles can you believe the season is on the horizon yeah i mean as as 2020 finally mercifully gets closer to coming to an end it seems like not just the nba but a lot of places in general with you know more and more positive news coming out about coronavirus treatments and things like that it seems like the theme for 2021 uh, amongst all people not just the nba is uh let's just get this thing going like let's fire it off like a rocket and and keep you know keep the momentum going and get right back to where we used to be and so the nba is wanting to to take off the lakers and their fans will be disappointed that lakers home games this coming season will be without anyone in the crowd until further notice los angeles county did officially put into place another COVID-19 surge. So unfortunately, we will not be able to see the Lakers except on television for the indefinite future. But nonetheless, this is a team coming off the title. It feels like they just won, and that's because they just did. It's surreal to think that that, you know, everybody in the NBA, but specifically the Lakers, only have 71 days, I believe it is, from their last game to the next game of the season. Of course, a lot of other teams have been sitting for a lot longer than that. And JC, we're going to have the draft next week. We're going to have free agency right after that. There are a lot of guys who are going to be moving around and teams that are going to be looking very differently in a very short amount of time here. And the Lakers could very well be one of those teams. Obviously, you know, Anthony Davis is in the bag, but they're are a lot of other question marks about this team including what they might be able to do on the trade market so can we just go over the fact that the nba draft is next week yeah on the 18th uh, november the nba draft 48 hours after that teams can begin negotiating for the free agency period and then 48 hours after that is when they can start signing the contracts and we know the way nba off seasons usually goes there's probably already deals that have been made and discussed that we don't officially know about yet and so yeah things are going to come fast and, and furious once once the 18th hits after the nba draft and then after that the season starts on december 22nd and that's the official start that's not like a preseason start or a training camp check-in that's when the season starts so like i don't know what if any there's going to be of a preseason or training camp or when that's even going to start it's going to be so weird and so fast because basically these guys are going to have their Thanksgiving holiday and then be back in the building with just about, you know, two, three weeks until the season starts. I mean, you're right. Whether it's training camp or preseason, call it whatever you want, it's almost like a summer league and barely even that. And with the expected amount of player movement, it is going to be fascinating to see what the product looks like at the early part of the year. You have to think veteran teams like the Lakers, like the Warriors, now that they're healthy again, teams with continuity will be able to get off to quicker starts than those who are trying to integrate uh, new pieces, especially if they're bigger new pieces. And it's going to be a challenge for some of these younger teams who have yet to develop their chemistry or their chemistry is in progress or they're at the top of the draft and they're looking to bring in a major piece. I think that's going to be a huge wild card in determining, you know, not the ultimate outcome of the season necessarily, but definitely in terms of maybe some uh, early season uh, playoff standings and you know how teams play with desperation down the stretch, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm fascinated to see how it plays out. I, I'm shocked 
that the season is starting before the first of the year. I, I really did not think that was going to be the case. But nonetheless, here we are and we find ourselves back in basketball season. Of course, it's always nice to have a short offseason from the fan perspective because that means that your team at least did something in the playoffs, right? And the Lakers case, obviously bringing it home. But outside of re-signing Anthony Davis, I think my biggest question for the Lakers with AD is what type of contract will Anthony Davis sign? I mean, we know it's going to be a max deal. So in terms of the length, will it be three years or will it be for five years? And I think that's, you know, or it could be for four years or maybe it's for one year, two years. Let's go over all the options while we're throwing all the numbers out there, right? So Anthony Davis is back on a max contract. I think that's the biggest question is the length. But some of these other guys, right, Contavious Caldwell-Pope is not a guy you expected to necessarily opt out prior to the season and to the playoffs, but it certainly seems like it's leaning in that direction. Rajon Rondo's planning to decline his option. Avery Bradley, I think, could be back because I just don't see him getting more money on the open market necessarily, and the same goes for JaVale McGee. But then, you know, I think Deion Waiters is off the team. J.R. Smith is off the team. But Markeith Morris was an important piece for this group, and the same goes with Dwight Howard. Where do you where do you stand on the Lakers free agent list here, right? Let's start with the team that's in house. Yeah, so I think the interesting one ends up being ends up being Rondo, just because I've you know, KCP kind of played himself into a raise and I think he, he's gonna he was an obvious opt out just because he can probably he probably parlayed more money for himself. Rondo might have done that too, because he was on a relatively cheap contract, but he is getting up there in age and, and the last couple of years has really only kind of proved his value as a playoff player, like, which is an extreme value. He's an extremely great playoff player. Um, Avery Bradley, I think the early money on him after the season was he's got his championship ring. He's going to want to take care of his family. So he's going to go after a big money contract somewhere, but yeah, with a shortened off season and he hasn't played since March, basically uh, if he were to opt out, I don't know if he would get the same, or more money, so he might be better off opting in. Five million dollars for AB. I cannot see Bradley getting five million dollars annually on the open market. Yeah, and Javale McGee, um, he's he's in the best choice for an opt opt in or opt in or opt out because he he's clearly not going to get more than what he's getting now. And if he you know he can collect an easy paycheck, kind of being the reserve center for the Lakers, sort of being the twelfth or thirteenth man off the bench so he's an easy opt-in it's not going to cost him any more money and so uh and markeith morris uh him and his brother switched agents markeith was with uh rich paul and clutch and i forgot who marcus signed with but the fact that they both signed with new agents tells me that they want to they want to play together and marcus kind of seemed a little burned by the lakers last offseason or um at least by clutch not by the lakers uh, so I don't necessarily know that's going to be, and the both of them together might be kind of expensive. And so, yeah, I think I think if you lose anyone, you might lose Rondo because there seems to be a lot of smoke around those rumors. Well, let's start with Rondo. I got a number of scenarios for you here, but let's start with Rondo. My best friend is a Clippers fan, JC, and he said Rondo would be an excellent fit on the Clippers. Do you buy into that? Uh, I mean, I think he would. I don't. I don't know how well he would get along with with a guy like Kawhi because Rondo has seemed, when he was at his best, he seemed to get along with guys who were kind of kind of really vocal alphas or just like really demonstrative leaders like Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, LeBron James. When Rondo has been at his worst, has been and and when Wade when he played with Wade, Wade is not necessarily that kind of leader, I don't think. And so, I think Rondo would be best with somebody like a LeBron or somebody like maybe a Jimmy Butler in Miami, um, people who are those kinds of leaders. I don't, th- I don't think he would mesh well with Kawhi personally. Interesting take. I like it. Maybe a basketball fit, but not a cultural fit necessarily in that locker room. So that's an interesting take. I do think you're right in that Rondo is going to have more suitors than maybe anyone anticipated and should be able to do better than the minimum. Dwight Howard, JC. Is Dwight Howard back on the Lakers for this coming season? I think I think it all depends on what centers are available. Um, you've got Tristan Thompson out there who's got the obvious LeBron and Clutch connection. Um, lately, Christian Wood is emerging as somebody who might be kind of gettable for the Lakers, a young, young big from Detroit who's really mobile, who can shoot threes, things that Dwight Howard and Tristan Thompson cannot. Um, 
you get another clutch connection with uh, Nerland's Noel. Um, as great as Dwight Howard was, I don't. He's still kind of more of that classic big, and I don't know how much value a classic big has in today's game. You need somebody like like a Nerland's Noel, like a Christian Wood. I don't even necessarily think Tristan Thompson is that kind of kind of center. I think he's a little more of a classic type center that that, that I don't think matches up well with today's game. If you were telling me that the Lakers could, you know, re-sign Dwight Howard for six million dollars a year, or maybe get uh, Tristan Thompson for the 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 five 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 six million dollars annually, or the Lakers could roll the dice on a minimum contract on Christian Wood, I'm pretty sure I would take Christian Wood. Yeah. That's that's sort of how I feel, and and it's not a it's not really a slight to Dwight. I just think you're right. His role is a limited one. He's he's best off the bench. You know, he did give the Lakers a boost when he entered the starting lineup, but then, you know, we saw that fluctuate down the stretch, and ultimately the Lakers were at their best, as we all knew before the season ever started, with Anthony Davis at the five. So for me, I think Dwight, like you, could be back at the right number, right? If he's willing to accept the minimum and there isn't maybe uh, a more gettable option out there, sure. However, I don't think it's a necessity, whereas some people were calling it a necessity at one point in the offseason. And I might have very well been in that crowd at one point. But I think looking looking at it from, you know, sort of a deeper, deeper out of the hole than when we were in the playoffs, I think that's the reality, right? Is that Dwight was a very unexpected compliment to this team because Anthony Davis didn't want to play center. But as Anthony Davis played center more and as the Lakers played teams who were smaller, we saw Dwight's level of effectiveness weighed, as sort of you described, because of the type of player he is. Yeah, and, and I, think, from- I think one way to solve the Anthony Davis center or power forward problem is just to get another guy who's the same size and same skill set as Anthony Davis. Yeah, and you know, Christian Wood is, you know, I would never comp him to Anthony Davis, but I think he's much closer to Anthony Davis's game than Dwight Howard is. And, yeah, if that's in terms what of skill set, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, so moving away from Dwight Howard, right? Contavious Caldwell Pope. I could see a scenario where a young team, and I'll use the hometown Hawks, assuming they don't swoop in on Drew on Drew Holiday from the Pelicans. I still feel like that's a lot of a lot of smoke there, but we'll see, right? I think on a hometown team like the Hawks, if you're the Hawks, could you look at KCP and go, yeah, you know what, we'll give you $20 million over a couple of years to come come play with our young crew? Could you see a scenario like that? Because I don't see, again, I think we talked about this at one point, I don't see any playoff team that says, oh, you know what, we're a KCP away. Right. Right. So, so he's not going to go to a better team with the Lakers coming off winning the title and I think, you know, if he continued to play at this level, regardless of the ultimate outcome of the coming season, I think he might even have a better chance of getting paid next offseason because at that point it'd be a little bit of a track record versus, okay, this was this is a little bit of an outlier at this point in his career, right? So yeah. I, I think where, I think Atlanta is a good there? a good a good fit for him. I think I think with with a team that has an up and coming guy like Trey Young, Contavious and his experience could could help with thing with a team like that. Um, like what, what what KCP shouldn't do is take a high contract just to go to a team that's going nowhere, like the Kings. Like the Kings have no identity; you don't really know who their best player is. Um, that's not a good scenario for him. But like a team like Atlanta, Memphis with John Morant, th- that type of scenario is probably good for him. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the scenario where he could contribute on a young and developing team. And it's just going to be fascinating to see kind of what he prioritizes now that he's been able to call himself a member of a a championship roster. I would like to see him return to Lakers. I think he does hold value, especially, you know, at the salary that he's making. I, I know a lot of people are sort of tired of KCP. But I think that's you know not going to be an easy thing for the Lakers to just go out and grab in free agency or something like that. Despite coming off winning the title, obviously there will be players who want to play for the Lakers because they want to chase the ring. I get that. But at the same time, I think KCP brings something on both ends of the court. And the Lakers perimeter defense can't exactly take a hit, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, since Avery Bradley didn't go to the bubble, I could see KCP entering this year with the Lakers saying, you know what, I want to win sixth man of the year. I want that to be mine. And that seems like a really great role for KCP to do that. That would be a great goal for him. I, I, I love that for him. I don't know that, you know, if on the Lakers team that, that that'll be his ultimate sort of construct, right? But I but I do think that 
that would be a great role for him. I love that sort of call right there. Yeah. Okay. So so we're moving off KCP, right? We think Bradley will be back. We went over Rondo. We think you know we know AD's coming back. I want to go back to Keith for a second because assuming him and Marcus do want to play together, the Lakers are completely off the table, right? So Lakers are going to have to get sort of creative in free agency because once Anthony Davis is back on the books, you know, and even without him, to be honest, the Lakers don't exactly have money to spend. So you look at you look at this realistically and you say, okay, assuming Avery Bradley opts in, right? Assuming JaVale McGee opts in, right? I guess you could count those guys as potential trade assets, but I, I wouldn't, right? Just for the contract number. You're really looking at Danny Green. You're looking at Kyle Kuzma. And you're looking at potentially packaging those two guys together with a pick or picks or whatever it might be, right? To, to acquire a third impact player. Because as things sit today, JC, the Lakers are not going to pay Kyle Kuzma the way that Kyle Kuzma wants the Lakers to pay him. I, I just, I don't see that I don't see them coming to an early agreement on an extension because I think Kyle Kuzma's number in his head is like $20 million a year, and I just don't see it on this team. Yeah, no, definitely not. And so for me, you know, I think Kuzma's going to be one of those guys who says, okay, I'm going to let the season play out and we'll see. But, you know, I, I think it would be in his best interest to also be a star in his role and to his credit, down the stretch of the postseason, especially at certain uh, moments in the finals, he was capable of that. Because all during the regular season, he was still trying to be Kyle Kuzma, score first Kyle Kuzma, and that's just not it on this team for him. Not within this construct. So, so we'll see on Kuzma. But if the Lakers were to go into the trade market and say, hey, we're going we're gonna to trade Kyle Kuzma and we're going to attach Danny Green's contract, what type of player, whether you have you know a particular example in mind, right, a particular guy, or, or just a general description, but what type of player do you think this this Lakers team would benefit by getting? Uh, I mean, probably either a more than competent backup point guard or a versatile kind of 3 and D forward slash guard, like someone who's around 6'5", is a good three-point shooter, uh, athletic on defense, um, that sort of player. Wouldn't it be great... If, you know, it's it's sort of, I guess it would be great if the Lakers could find a Damari Carroll, but not Damari Carroll. Does that make sense? Right. Like like a Jay Crowder, right? Yeah. Like a guy, a guy like that, I think, would hit a lot of notes for this team, not only because of what you described, but also the toughness piece, because that is something that Markeith brought. And I don't want to oversell it because I think sometimes that's oversold. But on this particular team... Right, LeBron is not going to play the bully role. Andy Davis doesn't really play that role. And when they have a guy who's able to stick up for those guys and others, I think it sort of inspires the others around him. And I, and you know, Caruso puffs his chest out and God bless him, right? But he's not the biggest guy on the court, so so we already know how that goes. And so for me, I feel like that would be a, an element of this team that I thought really benefited them down the stretch, and I want them to keep together sort of regardless of who winds up being the ultimate personnel. I am excited to see Taylor Horton Tucker next season. I think he can play a role on this team. I don't know that he's going to play 20 minutes a night, but I think he can play a role on this team. I'd rather see him play than Quinn Cook. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, for sure. And so, you know, we'll, we'll see how it shakes out, but the Lakers have a lot of decisions ahead of them in a very short period of time. I'd be curious to see how active they are uh, during the draft, leading up to the draft, if they are at all, and then obviously in free agency. For me, if the Lakers are going to go into the trade market and, and, you know, do that package of Danny Green and Kyle Kuzma, which we haven't heard that they're planning to do, you know, just sort of been some unsubstantiated gossip or speculation, I think that that toughness, right, like I, w- I would l- – you know, a, a Draymond Green who knows how to shoot, but, you know, I'm building a unicorn here, but I, <laughs> but I do think that toughness element, that guy who can play on the perimeter, who has some size, who has some girth to him, for lack of a better way to say, who could defend the three or the four, that would really, really, really uh, benefit this team in a major way. And if Rondo, if Rondo does wind up departing, I do think it would benefit the Lakers from, you know, exploring the the veteran minimums uh, sort of bargain bin in, in the point guard class because, I, I, of course, I want Caruso to have a larger role, but I, but I think they, they would be remiss if they went in with Caruso playing 30 minutes a night and we'll figure it out from there type of thing. So, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that would be kind of taking a step backward for, for Caruso. Him, him expanding his role a little bit 
is is the right thing, but not not too much quite yet. Yeah, and I I think he's you know he's carved out his role, and so I'm very I think he's really comfortable in the role. He's still growing in the role, and I think it's sort of the perfect role for him. And as we're talking about all these different you know changes that could be happening with the Lakers, we get the news today that now I, I joked on Twitter earlier, JC. I'm going to tease this a little bit. I joked a little bit when Woj came out with a report that you know Westbrook and Harden being unhappy in Houston could become a potential plausible eventual reality or some sort of ridiculously conditional language like that right and so of course i should never doubt Woj because seven hours later you know shams russell westbrook wants out of houston okay so i have a couple thoughts here one is this is so this is so predictable it's just boring at this point <laughs> it's just really boring i'm sort of tired of the russell westbrook story it's never his you know culpability he, ne- he doesn't want to take responsibility on the basketball court but he wants to be seen as best player on the court i love the guy from a personal standpoint i think what he does for the community for the kids especially in schools as an educator myself is noble i love everything about him uh he's a family man first it's it's beautiful as a basketball player, I'd be frustrated playing with him, and I'd be frustrated with his leadership style. And I think that's and I and I bought my car from his dealership. Okay, so I'm not I'm not <laughs> totally against the guy here, but I'm just saying that I feel like he was a big reason why Houston struggled last year, and he was brought in to play a clearly major role. And if I'm bringing in a guy to play that role. I want him to step up and say, you know what? It's on me sometimes, especially when it is. Am I am I sort of off here, or you you have anything on this? No, I'm 100 percent with you. Like I I think he's a tremendous talent. I I love a triple double as much as the next guy. The fact that he was able to to average one for two consecutive seasons, for all all intents and purposes, he should be my favorite player. But he's he's just not because because of all those things that you said. I don't, I don't like the inefficiency. I don't. I and all all the all the negative ways that people criticize LeBron for his leadership and how he kind of like shrugs his shoulders and sort of yells his team yells at teammates. Um, I don't think Russell Westbrook is a guy that that would take criticism from other teammates well and I don't think he would dish out criticism in a positive way. Um, I don't as much, as much as I wouldn't want like a Chris Paul come to the Lakers because of how much his contract would cost um, multiply that by 10 and how much I would not want Russell Westbrook on this Lakers team. And and thankfully for us, that's not a reality that we're going to have to, you know, sort of contemplate for long, if at all, because it's simply not going to happen. But, you know, before we, we came on air, JC, you and I were chatting briefly and we said, you know, where does Russell Westbrook go? Right. Like, where does he fit? Not only contractually, where does he fit? But I mean, realistically, where does he fit? And it could be, you know, something more than just we're going to dump him here. You and I both talked about Phoenix a little bit. You, you mentioned, you know, obviously the Suns uh, got linked to Chris Paul last night from Brian Windhorst, who I don't know the last time that he broke NBA news that wasn't about LeBron, but that's okay. Nonetheless, there's that report out there. Um, and I, wa- I want to grandstand on this for a second because I'm tired of seeing the reports from heavy.com. Sean Devaney, yeah. I, sporting news, heavy.com. Dude, you're never right. You're never right. It's always a bunch of crap. I don't want to see the Lakers are going to get Serge Ibaka for the minimum. This is what drives everyone else nuts about Lakers fans is when that kind of conversation starts. Just stop. Just yeah. stop with that. Anyway, so the Suns are linked to Chris Paul. You know, I think Russell Westbrook could make sense for them, especially if, you know, Ricky Rubio is moved as part of that deal. Obviously, you don't want to pay Ricky Rubio to, to be a backup to Russell Westbrook. But I look around the rest of the league and I just look at teams that are either culturally developing – you know, there's there's two groups here, right? There's teams that don't need a point guard, period, right? Like, they just don't need it. The Nets, the Celtics, right? And several other teams, the Grizzlies. Then there's teams that are developing. But if you're trying to develop a culture, do you want Russell Westbrook to be your best player? Can you count on him to be your leader? I, I don't know. I look, I look at the Bulls. I look at Otto Porter's contract because you know he's going to opt in, Right? Are the Bulls a fit for Russell Westbrook? Uh, I mean, maybe if they find if they find a way to either kind of unload Zach Levine and, and get some pieces back that they can help rebuild with. Uh, I mean, maybe that that might be a good fit for him. So maybe the Bulls, maybe the Suns, 
do the Cavs make any sense at all? I don't know. They I, just drafted two guards. Yeah, I think, yeah, they're trying to develop their two guards. They're probably about to get rid of Kevin Love. Um, that ownership Is group he, doesn't have the best reputation among the league. And and honestly, Kevin Love and Russell Westbrook gets you what? A, a, a first-round exit? Yeah. So I just I don't see it there. The Mavericks is Westbrook the third piece with Porzingis and and Luca. I don't see it there. You definitely don't want to take the ball out of Luca's hand, and that's that's all Russell's gonna do. Okay, the <laughs> Nuggets have a lot of money invested in Jamal Murray. It's not gonna happen there. Detroit, Detroit said they're gonna take bad contracts. Russell Westbrook's a good player with a bad contract. Is Detroit an option? I mean, maybe they might be kind of in that place where they're. They might be kind of in that purgatory of they're either never really going to get to the playoffs and, yeah, I mean, they might be willing to take that on. Russell Westbrook and Blake Griffin to build the best team from 2010 in 2021? Yeah. I mean, that that's what that would be. Look, and, and I give the Pistons, like, at the time they made the Blake trade, you know the risks, you know the contract, but the Pistons are never going to get someone in free agency of Blake's caliber, even by name alone to sign there right so i give them credit for trying to do something that excites the fan base this would be another move that would in theory improve their team if they were able to pull it off but it's another name grab right it's not the most sensical in terms of building a sustainable champion but the pistons aren't anywhere near that they need people to engage with this team including some of the people within the organization so i look at the pistons and say hmm that could be interesting we know the Warriors aren't going to happen. The Rockets are looking to get rid of him at this point. How about the Pacers? I was you looking at Victor them. Oladipo, yeah, I was looking at them. I was like, if they're going to trade Oladipo, that could be... Right? Like, yeah. Could, could that be an option? Do you play him with Malcolm Brogdon? Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, it's just who Russell fits with is just kind of like... That's the biggest... Kind of been the biggest mystery of his career. Like, even... Even with Kevin Durant, like how well did they really fit together? They came, they came close a couple of times just because they're both otherworldly talents. But like, how good a fit were they really? JC, this is such a fun game. Let's keep going. <laughs> Paul George for Russell Westbrook. Who says no? I mean, yeah, like I could see Steve Ballmer trying to take that chance. The both players uh, have bad playoff reputations, so it's like let's see if a change of scenery might improve either one of them. Could you imagine if Paul George passed up signing with the Lakers twice only to get traded after one year with the Clippers? That would be some kind of reality if that came to fruition. Uh, I don't think the Memphis Grizzlies are looking to take the ball out of Jaws' hands. So we'll move on to the Miami Heat. Is he a fit with Jimmy Butler? No, I don't I don't think I, I think Russell's a fit for like heat culture. I don't think he's a fit with like Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler, I think, at this point has embraced that heat culture so much that you kind of have to embrace him as well as the organization, and I just I don't see it. Do the Bucks package Eric Bledsoe in a deal for Russell Westbrook? Um, I mean, the only thing reason that kind of wouldn't work is because Miami's probably trying to to poach Giannis at some point, and so I don't see those two teams making a deal. But that's that seems plausible. It's a good that's a good deal. No, for Eric, I'm saying just between Milwaukee and Houston. Oh, Eric, oh, Bledsoe, yeah, yeah. Eric Bledsoe plus some pieces yeah, or yeah, a piece sorry. Uh, for, yeah, for, yeah. for Westbrook. That could be an option. Yeah. Maybe a, a signal to Giannis that they're trying to you know do explore every avenue to upgrade the team. Then then I look at a team like the like like the Wolves, and I would say, obviously they just brought in D'Angelo Russell, so that's not going to happen. But this is what I'm talking about. This this is the type of team that's a good example of, yeah, they can continue to use talent, but where does Westbrook fit? The Pelicans, please, let's not even visit there because I just feel like that would be, I mean, unless you're going to trade out Drew Holiday for Russell Westbrook, let's let's ask that question. Drew Holiday for Russell Westbrook. I'd rather have Drew Holiday. Yeah, for sure. So I don't think the Pelicans entertain that. The Knicks. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention the Knicks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, are, are, the Knicks the, are the Knicks the most obvious destination? It seems like it, yeah. They they would take that chance. Crazier things have happened, I guess, in New York. You know, the Knicks fans didn't like Carmelo. I got news for you, Knicks fans. Yeah. 
you might not like Westbrook either if you didn't like Melo. Just saying. Uh, let me throw this one out to you. What if what if the Thunder called and said, hey, we'll trade you back? I mean, who would they? Now, I don't think that's likely. Oh, sending but if Chris they said, Paul back? We'll give you Chris Paul back. Yeah. yeah, we'll give you Chris Paul back. I mean, there were those reports a few weeks ago where it's like, hey, Chris Paul and James Harden could have worked it out. They just didn't get the chance to. Could, so. I mean, that would be the that would be in a year of crazy. That would certainly fit the theme, right? Yeah. All right. So just interesting. I think one team that could be interesting that is a young team is Orlando. Okay. I know. I know. Markel Fultz is there, but I think Orlando could be interesting. Westbrook and Vucevic could be an interesting pairing. Yeah, it's kind of kind of similar to that. That'd be the closest you can get to replicating Stephen Adams and Russell Westbrook. Does Daryl Morey try to bring him to Philly? That's a joke. We know Westbrook doesn't like threes, and threes don't like Westbrook. So we talked about the Suns. Okay, we know that 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 could be a potential fit. Portland's out of the question, obviously, with Lillard there. How about the Kings? I mean, yeah, they're they're kind of the poor man's New York Knicks. It seems like they'll take on bad contracts. They are trying to find an identity. It seems every time it seems like they get their franchise player, their franchise player is never really all that happy there. Um, like I feel like I feel like if the Rockets could somehow poach Darren Fox, Darren Fox is like waiting to be a star in Houston. I feel like yeah. I, th- I think that would be kind of what it is if De'Aaron, if De'Aaron kind of initiated it and saying, look, I'm not going to extend here. You guys might as well try and get something for me. Might as well get Russ- Westbrook. Let me throw this one to you. Russell Westbrook and whatever pick they can trade. For Fox, knowing he's going to be a free agent, and we'll take uh, the contract that you shouldn't have given him and that you don't want on your books with uh, um, not Harry Giles, Buddy Heald. Had a huge brain fart there for a second. <laughs> Buddy Hill. Uh That seems like a good gamble. It's, the, the biggest value, I think, with what you're going to get in – the biggest value you're going to get back in trading Russell Westbrook, I think, is just getting that contract off your books. So I think, I, I I think, think that's I, worth I think the one-year gamble. I think if I'm gamble. the Rockets, if I'm the Rockets, I would take that deal in yeah. a heartbeat. Yeah. Fox and Buddy Heald plus a pick for Westbrook, I would do that. That would yeah. be an interesting little matchup. I uh, I'm curious. What do you think about the Spurs? Do you think Pop tr- takes on one last challenge? Uh, I mean, I could see him trying to to take on that challenge with Russell Westbrook. Demar, I don't think he's going to resign in San Antonio, and so I think he's a candidate to be to be traded somewhere. And so yeah, that could be that could be worth it. And San Antonio is also kind of trying, trying to be in a rebuild, so you know that might help. We'll see. Uh, Toronto, I I don't see it happening, uh, especially with, with Lowry there. Um, but, you know, crazier things have happened. Uh, Freddie Van Vliet's probably going to bounce out of Toronto. And Utah, mm, what do you think? Utah? The, the other reason I would say Utah is because uh, Bill Simmons always makes a joke about uh, new NBA team owners and how mm-hmm. they don't really care about winning right off the bat. They just want to do whatever to sell tickets. And so, like, the Utah Jazz just sold – to a new owner and so i could see him as his like swan song trying to or you know entry to, to the league to be bringing in westbrook just to sell tickets and make a big splash signing something to be mindful of with utah is both gobert and mitchell slated for free agency in 2021 so don't know that they take on that financial commitment but russell westbrook westbrook in utah would certainly be something to behold the brightest thing on uh, of, of his nightlife might be his outfits with everything closed at 8 p.m. Uh, Washington has Wall and Beal. I don't think that Washington is going to entertain a Beal for Westbrook swap, and I don't know why either side would entertain Wall for Westbrook at this point, I guess. But weirder things have happened. Tough to find a good fit. Maybe a couple teams that look like they could be, you know, destinations. The, I'm intrigued by the Kings option. I'm intrigued by the Bucks option. The Knicks are the comedic you know, gold option. So we'll see what winds up happening with Westbrook. And as you guys can see, the the amount of just utter change that's going to be happening around the league, it just really shows why it's time for our hoop ball promo. And this is huge. It's a huge week for everyone at Hoopball because all of our 2020-2021 NBA season products are finally out for sale. 
Yes, you heard me right. Stick with us because there's a lot to go over, but we almost never push our hoop ball products, and this is the window during the year where we need to power that engine. Here's what you get, the draft guide. This is our flagship, our shining beacon, the most comprehensive draft guide in all of fantasy basketball. Our guys went 400, yes, 400 players deep again this year. A future access pass to the Brewski 150 is also out. And if you don't know the Brewski 150, you need to know now. It is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10, count them, 10 straight years. That's a decade. And new for Hoopball this year, we're unveiling our monthly membership plans. I'll try to keep this part short. We have the Fantasy Pass, which includes the Draft Guide, the Brewski 150, the also-new DFS Pass, and all of our in-season premium tools. The DFS Pass is also available on its own, if that is your preferred thing. We have the new Wager Pass for sports bettors who, wanna, who want the picks and analysis and, and... We have the Hoopball 360. That sucker has all the stuff above, plus even earlier access to the Brewski 150. Head to hoop-ball.com or follow at HoopballFantasy on Twitter now to learn more and to get yours. JC, this is the I Want to Dominate My Fantasy Basketball all-inclusive package. Yeah, I know that all the guys in, in Hoopball that work in, on the fantasy side they definitely know their stuff. They daily fantasy, they do really well. Season long fantasy, they do really well. Even the gaming at Hoopball Gaming Twitter, uh, they don't just call uh, make NBA bets or college basketball bets. They bet football, they bet baseball, and they know their stuff. There's no doubt about it, JC. I want to circle back to the Lakers as we continue to talk about free agency and what's on the horizon here. Do you have sort of a you know, realistic shopping list for Lakers and then do you, or, and, or do you have sort of a dream shopping list for Lakers or do you just have a few guys who you think the Lakers might benefit from, you know, looking into a little bit more? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've always, <laughs> I always kind of have my, my shopping list of, of, of players that I would like to see play with LeBron and players that I would like to love to, to love, see, love to see play in, in different scenarios all along the league. And so, yeah, that's something I think about, constantly even even once the season starts and like in trades and things like that so yeah there's definitely scenarios and things that i've that i've looked at can i give you a couple names here just around the league and you tell me you know i'll start with one that's not going to be an option for the lakers just because he's going to be too expensive but joe harris would be a brilliant fit for this team yeah he's he's one um i think his his defensive skill is a little bit underrated um which is kind of Agreed. Kind of where people would would say no to to Joe Harris real quick, but yeah, I mean, he, I think his defensive skills underrated, and he's a lights out three point shooter, and so he would obviously be a really great fit on this team. Next, I'm going to give you two veteran names who I think are going to go a little bit under the radar. One for sure under the radar. One a little bit more prominent. The first one that's a little bit more prominent is Jeff Teague. The second, which is definitely going to go under the radar is Nicholas Batum. Now, I cannot imagine a scenario where he does not exercise his player option, but in a world where he says, forget about the money, I'm done with the Hornets, he'd be doing them a favor. Yeah, I Batum, think that type of player would be interesting. Yeah, I, th- I think Batum is, is someone who's, who's kind of ripe for, for a reclamation season, and I think a change of scenery would do him good, but I mean, his last couple of seasons were really bad. He so, can't pass on that money. Though. Yeah, I don't, there's I just don't no think way. So. There's just no way. Okay, let me give you let me give you another bargain bin basement option. Courtney Lee. I like Courtney Lee. I'd like I like the idea of Courtney Lee. I haven't seen Courtney Lee play in quite a while, but I think he could give Danny Green a run for his money, right? Same kind of mold of player. I think Danny Green's probably better defensively, but similar type of mold of player. I'd love Paul Millsap. I think he'd be interesting, but I can't imagine he's going to sign for the minimum after making $30 million a year, so I just don't see that. I love, 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 love your idea of Christian Wood earlier. Where'd you get that from? Uh, I mean, it's it's one that has come out in the last couple of days. Uh, the Ringer wrote a really um, good article and a video about it. He's a really good shot blocking center. 
this past season might have been an, an anomaly because career first career he shoots from three for at twenty nine percent for whatever reason this past season he shot thirty nine percent and so and he's about six ten same weight as Anthony Davis and so it's kind of why I had that scenario of solving that Anthony Davis at the five problem by just getting another player who's the same size and a similar skill set ne- nearly not good as Anthony Davis obviously but he can dribble down the lane. Uh, and if you run a pick and pick and roll with Anthony Davis on one side and Christian Wood on the other, either one can roll to the basket and either one can pick and pop. And it's like, what, which you know, what are they going to do on, on any given time? They could just keep flip flopping. And he, as a defense, you'll never know which one's going to roll and which one's going to pop. Justin Holiday, um, good good point guard. I think uh, yeah, I think he'd be pretty good. Justin, to me, now I'm biased, okay? We went to high school together. But Justin, to me, is that guy who does his job and does it well. He defends threes and fours. He's he's not the biggest guy. I mean, he's tall, but he's not big, okay? So I, I think there's a limitation there. But the effort is there defensively, and I really like what he brings to the table. Um, Reggie Jackson is a name you're going to hear floated around, especially if Rajon Rondo dips. I do not want any part of Reggie Jackson. In fact, I think it would be sort of a step backwards. Uh, speaking of Jay Crowder earlier, he is a free agent, JC. I would very much much like the Lakers to be aggressively pursuing Jay Crowder. Yeah, we've, we've talked about this before. I think it, I always had my list of players that I wanted to see play with LeBron, and I always thought Jay would be a really good fit. And the half a season he was in Cleveland uh, with LeBron, I thought it worked out really well. And uh, I don't think Cleveland should have traded him that season. How about a guy like Etwan Moore? I'll give you. I'm going to give you a several Pelicans. Etwan Moore, Derek Favors, the Jaleel Okafor reclamation project. Um, I like Favors and Moore more than I like uh, Okafor. I think I think Jaleel, Jaleel's had a couple of chances at, at a reclamation season, and it just quite hasn't quite happened for him. Yet I think he's he's a serviceable player, but I think the Lakers are in a position where they can get players who are more than just serviceable. Uh, Derek Favors is a guy I liked a lot. I think when he was a free agent and signed with New Orleans, I was kind of hoping he would sign with the Lakers. Derek Favors could be an interesting add. Now, now I'm going to give you a handful of names of, of varying realities. I think Mo Harkless would be an excellent addition to Lakers on a minimum deal. I think Nerlens Noel could be an excellent addition to Lakers on a minimum deal. Talk about a reclamation project. I know we've talked about him prior. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to give you my pie in the sky, which is Danilo Gallinari. Yeah. Yeah, I think Danilo I, Gallinari would be a brilliant addition to the Lakers. He w- he would. And his injury history concerns me a little bit, but you know, Anthony Davis had a little bit of in, a little bit of an injury history too and and that's where I think the positive influence of being of having LeBron James as a teammate would would help him out a lot because it seems like his work ethic uh sort of translated to Anthony Davis's work ethic and Anthony Davis had a relatively except for the shoulder thing a relatively injury free season um this past season and so yeah I think that would be good for somebody like uh, Danilo another bargain bin option for you Kent Bazemore former Mr. Laker himself uh, Bazemore is a guy I've liked. He's he's sort of been on my he's been on that list of players I've wanted to see play with LeBron. Uh, definitely more so a couple of years ago, a little bit less the last couple of years. But I think he's he I still think he's serviceable, and I and I like uh, I don't know why I just like left-handed shooters. There's I like a left-handed swing in baseball. I like the left-handed stroke in basketball. I totally understand it. You know, we mentioned Serge Ibaka earlier. I think that's not a realistic target. But, you know, the Lakers, that type of player obviously would be a nice nice addition to the team. Megallo, I'm going to stick with. That's my, my pie-in-the-sky sort of dream world there. Um, Davis Bertans would also be on that list, but I think he's going to get way too much money. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Gallinari would actually be cheaper. I, it could be cheaper, but both of those guys probably price themselves out of the Lakers market. Is there any guy who is, you know, really under the radar and I'm not talking like G League under the radar, but, you know, NBA free agent under the radar where you say, mm, that's a guy who could help the Lakers and probably is gettable on, on a minimum type of deal. I've, I've always liked, and this is kind of the, the Austin, Texas guy in me, I've always liked uh, DJ Augustine. 
liked him ever since he was a Texas Longhorn. Um, I've always solid. Yeah, I've always liked he and he does really well against uh, against the Lakers. Uh, really dependable. I think he would be that second or third point guard off the bench to uh, like first point guard off the bench or second point guard off the bench who knows how to run an offense. Uh, decent shooter. He kind of he kind of checks all the boxes as. Not being great at any one thing, but he's good at like a lot of things, and he's got all the years of experience. As a Lakers fan, if I sit here today and I tell you, okay, Lakers are going to get Jay Crowder, DJ Augustine, and Nerlens Noel, and that's going to be that's going to be their off season. Uh, but they're going to lose Rondo. Um, KCP will stay, but Dwight Howard's also gone. Lakers fans, okay with that? Yeah, I think the biggest thing they've got to address is if they lose Rondo, that's where you need like a DJ Augustine or like a Jeff Teague or someone like that. If if you lose Rondo and don't get any kind of replacement for him, that's a big loss. It it is and and I think, you know, not to to under undersell the Rondo point or oversell the KCP point, but if KCP does wind up leaving and the Lakers are looking at a shooting guard situation that's, you know, Danny Green, Avery Bradley, Taylor Horton Tucker. I'd feel a lot better if they got another guy in there. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see how it'll all shake out. You guys, it's it's unbelievable. It is truly unbelievable that the season basically starts next week with the draft. I, I'm I'm still sitting here shaking my head about that. Yeah. So for me, you know, that means it's time to clean up, get my stuff together, and thank God we have Manscaped as one of our sponsors because you know that's what they do best the lawnmower 3.0 that's all we use because it is the premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image and guys you'll also want to find the crop reviver that testy tone that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls we won't judge you and i won't judge you if you're sniffing yourself because you already know i've tried it okay in fact listeners of this show will get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code hoop ball 20 at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com got to use that code hoopball 20 so it's time to clean up for the season as we're right on the horizon of getting everything going jc do you see the lakers being involved in the trade market uh i do just because you know there's still a lot of smoke around potential chris paul rumors and as great a cost as he would be I don't necessarily want it to happen, but if it happens, I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world. I guess it would just depend on what the ultimate cost of it is as far as other players. Um, you know, there have been rumors about like a guy like DeMar DeRozan, who is a really good mid-court player, pretty good defensive player, but I don't think the Lakers are going to trade for anyone who's not a good three-point shooter, and DeMar is not a good three-point shooter. Um but other than that, I don't think they would be that active in the trade market. I have a hard time seeing how they'd find themselves active if, unless it's Danny Green or Kyle Kuzma because it's that's the only package that makes any kind of sense for a team that might be looking for that particular combination. Yeah. It's going to be next to impossible to trade Kuzma on his own. So we yeah. shall see how and, the Lakers shake out. And the, the Derrick Rose rumors are also pretty prevalent, but I think – Somehow, some way, I think the cost for Derrick Rose would be a lot because I think it would. It, I think Danny Green and Kuzma for Derrick Rose, I think, is too much. It was, it was too much this past it's February. Way, it would be way too much. Way time. too much. Way too much. And on top of that, the the Pistons, right? They 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 can pretend that they have all sorts of leverage, but the reality is he's not going to be resigning there. So at some point, push comes to shove, right? Nobody's going to overpay knowing that, especially in this year of uncertainty. And I just, you know, for the Lakers, that's that's a scenario that's not exactly urgent. I'm much, much, much more concerned about the depth down low after Anthony Davis and Kyle Kuzma and to get some improvement on the wing and at point guard. And, you know, technically, I guess the only small forward on the roster right now is LeBron James, unless you want to call Danny Green or Kyle Kuzma small forwards. So, you know, be nice to have some serviceable backup behind LeBron as well in the event of, you know, Megatron ever having to have a, a temporary tweak to the armor. So I think the Lakers, you know, and the fans are, are still riding high off the championship, JC. But I think you have to look at this roster and project ahead because there's there are some holes to fill here. Yeah, for sure. Um, even despite the championship and despite the occasional game in which they would light it up from three, they weren't the best three-point shooting team. Uh, and so you definitely need to address that. 
uh, need to address. I mean, the size issue a little bit, but I, I like the, the, the versatility they had. Um, you, you'd like for them to be a little bit better of a small ball team if they had to be. Like, when it, when they had to resort, resort to a small ball, weren't the best at it. Um, those kind of holes, yeah. So we'll see how it goes. And as a betting man, JC, if the Lakers are favored to win the title coming into the 2021 season, are those odds that you're taking? Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of betting, uh, yeah, we've partnered with mybookie.ag. They have promo codes where at the moment you can look them up on our Hoopball site to see what the promo codes are for mybookie. Um, But they will match your deposit when you sign up for them. Uh, Football season has kicked off, so you can always make those bets. They occasionally uh, run promotions on Saturdays where they dramatically uh, move the odds in the better's favor as a way to kind of promote the site. So look out for those. We will definitely tweet those out when that happens. Uh, but myboogie.ag, it's pretty easy. You bet and you win and they immediately pay. That's the way I like to have my money cashed out. JC, speaking of Twitter, you can follow our show at Hoopball Lakers. That's at Hoopball Lakers, all one word. You can follow the man, the myth, JC, at JC De Leon one And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Ethan underscore Noroff. That's one F. I know it sounds like two, but it's only one. JC, it's great to be back in the mix on the Lakers podcast. We are going to have plenty to discuss and to re- plenty of guests in the near future. We're going to be reconnecting with our audience. Basketball is back like it never left in a year that has been nothing but weird. We're here to embrace it and then some. JC, any final thoughts? Uh, nope. We're just happy to be back. Happy to be talking to the listeners. Get your HoopBall premium subscription package today, hoop-ball.com. Follow at HoopBall Tweets, at HoopBall Fantasy, and the whole HoopBall family on the Twitter sphere. Until next time, Laker Nation, we out. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.